Blog Talk Radio. Once again, to Debt-Free Wealth Radio. Trudy Beerman here. Our website is debtfreewealth.org. We're on a crusade, and we invite you to come on board as we explore all things money that ultimately lead to helping those who desire it delete debt, build wealth, and protect family and assets. While I have your attention, I'm going to ask for a personal favor please click the follow button for our show or the like button if you're accessing this later on our blog site. Today's discussion comes from the category of protecting family and assets, and the topic for today's show is protecting family and assets. The February 26, 2012 shooting of Trevon Martin by George Zimmerman during a neighborhood watch protection process gone wrong is relevant to mention today. Bear in mind, we will not be discussing the Trayvon Martin case. We're simply highlighting how it impacts important changes that are likely to come to the Neighborhood Watch program because of it. It is the Neighborhood Watch program that ties the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman case to today's show. On February 26, 2012, 17-year-old Trevon Martin was fatally shot by George Zimmerman in Sanford, Florida. Zimmerman was the community watch coordinator for the gated community where the shooting took place. Neighborhood or community watch programs evolved in the 1960s as a response to the rape and murder of Kitty Genovese, I hope I pronounced her name right, in Queens, New York. People became outraged after reports that dozens of witnesses did nothing to save Genovese or to apprehend or kill her. Local groups were then formed specifically tasked to watch for and report crimes in their area. Today, these groups continue to form often in response to a community being tired of being victims of vandalism or as an upfront strategy to reduce or avoid uh, vandalism altogether. Neighborhood watch teams are not vigilantes, and when suspicion of crime is a concern, beyond alerting the authorities, the team members are discouraged by the law from intervening. A local neighborhood crime watch poster 
publicly posted on a like post reads as follows. Warning, neighborhood watch. Our neighborhood, our neighbors are watching. Our neighborhoods, sorry, let me read that again. Warning, neighborhood watch. Our neighbors are watching over one another's family members and property, and they have been trained to report suspicious activity or persons in the neighborhood to law enforcement agency. That is a sign on a public post in a neighborhood. The Trayvon Martin Zimmerman case also created a challenge to the statute known as the Stand Your Ground Law. Again, this show is not a debate on the right or wrongness of this law or whether it even applies to the facts in the Martin Zimmerman case. Those decisions are the privy of the justice system. Our interest today comes from out of how this law and the challenge to it impacts a person's attempt to protect themselves, their families, and their assets. Zimmerman's attorney says the shooting was justified under Florida's 2005 Stand Your Ground Law that allows people to use deadly force if they feel their life is in danger or they fear great bodily harm. Florida's Governor Rick Scott has named a task force to review this law, so chances are there may be a revision or even a total abandonment of this law, which currently allows people to use deadly force if they feel their life is in danger or fear great bodily harm. Gun owners need to be especially careful to watch for the development of this task force decision, since the other states that have a stand-your-ground law are also reviewing, reviewing their version of this statute as well. Another statute that is very friendly to us as we seek to protect family and assets is a little-known statute called the Castle Doctrine. A doctrine is not a defined law, but a set of principles which is incorporated in some form in the law of most states. Unless you are a law student or on the wrong side of the table in court, you may never, never otherwise hear about this statute. Florida Statute 776.013, a castle doctrine, also known as castle law or defense of habitation law, designates a, person, a, a person's abode, and an abode in some states is any place legally occupied, such as a car or a place of work. So it designates a person's abode as a place in which a person has certain protections and immunities and may in certain circumstances attack an intruder without being liable to prosecution. Typically, deadly force is considered justified and a defense of justifiable homicide applicable. In cases when the actor reasonably fears imminent peril or death or serious bodily harm to himself or another. In addition to providing a valid defense in criminal law, many laws implementing the Castle Doctrine, particularly those with a stand your ground clause as Florida has, also has a clause which provides immunity from any lawsuit filed on behalf of the assailant for damages or injuries resulting from the lawful use of non-excessive force. Without this clause, an assailant can sue for medical bills, property damage, disability, and pain and suffering as a result of the injuries inflicted by the defender. Or maybe their next of kin may sue for wrongful death 
in the case of a fatality. Even if successfully rebutted, the defendant or the homeowner defender may have to pay high legal costs as a result of such lawsuits without immunity in a civil action. So we really need to pay attention to the development of the review of these laws triggered by the Trayvon Martin Zimmerman uh, case. With the challenge to the Stand Your Ground law, there will be changes coming as to how we go about protecting our family and assets. And while we wait on our officials to figure that all out, let us now turn our attention to some other strategies to help protect us from harm and losses as we try to protect our family and our hard-earned assets. <clears throat> so let's take a look at home security systems, owning a safe, insurance, and much more. When it comes to protecting your family and assets, we all need some strategy options to consider as we decide what will work for us and for our family. The 2010 UCR, or the Uniform Crime Report, which is produced by the FBI, indicated, and I'm, I'm going to quote now, an estimated 9 million-plus property crimes took place in the U.S. in 2010. Over 2.1 million of those property crimes involved burglaries. Victims of burglaries suffered an estimated 4.6 billion in lost property. Residential properties accounted for over 73% of the burglaries. According to a November 16, 2011 article in HomeInvasionNews.com, most residential burglaries occur during the day, and that is because most criminals prefer to burglarize a dwelling when no one is home. Now, these statistics highlight a concern in protecting our family and assets from crimes of convenience. Unless the criminal is specifically out to harm you, in which case there's really not really any real system that can protect you, for the most part, criminals seem to be looking for the easiest targets. Chances are a criminal staking out your neighborhood will choose the home that's easiest to access. Let us decide to make it harder for them to select our homes or to leave with less of our most precious valuables if they do manage to enter. Home security systems are an absolute great way to start. Many offer remote monitoring that you can even do from your cell phone, considering today a lot of homes don't have the traditional landline anymore. In addition to the savings that you're likely to enjoy on your insurance rate, when criminals know you have a home security system in place, they may check your home to see just how much protection they can obviously observe, but for the most part, a home security system is a deterrent to crimes of convenience. Home security systems now even have features that allow you to confirm that your child has gotten home safely from school. I will have links to all the resources I mention on this show, so please visit our website at debtfreewealth.org to have access to these links. If you do not have a home or business security system in place, maybe you need an upgrade or you just want to compare service options and prices, be sure to visit our website for more information and our recommendations for this service. So, while home security systems are likely to make a criminal of convenience think twice 
before entering your home? What if they do it anyways? Or worse, for those who do not have a home security system in place, let's now talk about limiting their access to your prized possessions, or again, making it increasingly inconvenient for criminals to grab and go your stuff in fast moments. There are some things that criminals tend to take. Laptops, gaming systems, jewelry, and even some of your identity pieces, because identity theft is a big deal these days. There are laptop anti-theft anti devices that you can use to protect, protect your data and even to locate your missing laptop. Hold on a second. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. There is even online backup of your data, which also allows for instant retrieval from another computer of your data while your missing laptop is being located. And there's even a LoJack system for cars. However, the ultimate protection for jewelry, personal weapons like tasers and guns, gold and silver, documents such as passports and birth certificates, is a home or office safe. Now, safes come in various sizes, and even the smaller units are pretty heavy for one human to carry away quickly. Some safes are even designed to look like a book that you can hide on a bookshelf, and some need special heavy-duty lifting equipment to move that safe by even one inch. Again, links to resources that we're mentioning here will be on our debtfreewealth.org website, and at Debt Free Wealth, we absolutely believe in the need for and the use of an appropriate sized safe for your home or office as a key way to protect your family assets. Another option to the home safe is a bank safety deposit box. Obviously, you can't store your gun collection there, but for the smaller stuff, this is a valid option. Depending on how much space you need, the annual box fees at most banks run as low as $50 for the year. However, be sure not to miss your rental due date. An ABC News report that several banks are seizing vault assets to balance state budgets reads, and I'll have this link again on my website, on my blog site, that, that, uh, that report reads, the 50 U.S. states are holding more than $32 billion worth of unclaimed property that they're supposed to safeguard for their citizens. But a Good Morning America investigation found some states aggressively seize property that isn't really unclaimed and then use the money, your money, to balance their budget. It goes on to say that California law used to say property was unclaimed if the rightful owner had had no contact with the business for 15 years. But during various state budget crises, the waiting period was reduced to seven years, and then five, and then three. Legislators even tried for one year. Why? Because the state wanted to use that as free money. End of quote. One thing I really want to stress here. Should you die or be incapacitated and no one else knows or has the right to access your safety deposit box contents is to put your assets in danger. In the case of your death, the bank will seal your box and only the court probate procedure, according to statutory rules, will manage the distribution. Allowing only some of your content, allowing your contents to go to heirs that you may have even wanted to disinherit. 
some of you may want to consider A, adding a joint holder, or B, transferring the contents of your safety deposit box to your living trust while you're still alive. Some banks may reserve the right to hold an auction of your stuff if you owe them. Also, I want to mention that the very um, popular discussion now on the 2012 Executive Order for Peacetime Martial Law put in by President Obama includes language allowing the president and his secretaries to, and I quote, have the authority to to commandeer all U.S. domestic resources inside the borders of the United States Anything and anything you keep in a bank safety deposit box instantly becomes one of those resources that they can come in there. This reason alone has converted many safety, de- box, safety deposit box holders into new home safe owners. Now, when the worst happens and criminals do enter your home and they do manage to take your stuff, If you have insurance in place, once again, you'll have yet another layer of loss protection for your family and assets. There are insurance policies for many of life's events these days. And if you have something worth protecting or you want to protect against something, chances are there is an insurance policy out there that will cover it. The most obvious of them all, however, are still ignored or underutilized. In an attempt to make policies more affordable to to budget, (coughs) sorry, I am sick, guys. (coughs) In an attempt to make policies more affordable to budget, some people have actually dropped valuable features that would save untold headaches. Uninsured motors, for example, is an item often dropped. But with finances so tight, There are many more motorists on the road taking chances and having no coverage at all to not opt for uninsured motorists. (coughs) Sorry. I'm going to ask someone else to continue reading this for me. But let me just finish this up. To not opt for uninsured motorists is to fully absorb a a burden you truly did not cause. (coughs) I'm asking my husband, Dennis Beerman, to continue um, putting this uh, post out to you. After this show. After this show, please take out all your insurance policies and review them. Some may need updating as things change in our families. New babies to be added, your gold and silver collection to be added, In case your current homeowner's or rental policy won't cover the loss from theft if these items are not listed and extra coverage paid for, do you need flood insurance? Links to insurance resources are also available on our website. Another great tool for protecting your family and assets is the use of trusts. This tool is widely used by the wealthy to minimize losses in the case of lawsuits and to make the probate process smoother. Trusts are invaluable tools to transfer ownership of your assets out of your name to the trust, but you still retain control of the trust and all the assets within the trust. Please check through the February 2012 archives of Debt-Free Wealth Radio 
for our show that covers the use of trusts in more detail. That show is titled, How to Use Trust to Protect Family and Assets. Another thing I want to make my audience aware of, in addition to the 2012 Executive Order for Peacetime Martial Law that allows for confiscation of private assets in the case of a national emergency, it is well known by authorities that there is a strong chance that the money on your person or in your cash register has somewhere along the lines been in the hands of drug lords. That being the case, with drug dogs at their sides, they know that if they sniff you or your cash register, the dog is likely to indicate they sense the tra trace of drugs. With states starving to stay afloat, I would not be surprised if these random checks of innocent people leading to confiscation increases over the next few years. According to an article by International Society for the Individual Liberty, seizures include pocket money confiscated from public housing residents in Florida, cars taken away from men suspected of soliciting prostitutes in Oregon, and homes taken away from ordinary, middle-class Americans whose teenage children are accused of selling a few joints of marijuana. No person and no property is immune from seizure. You could be the next victim. Because this seizure is a civil action and not a criminal one, it is next to impossible to get your stuff back. So today we talked about how the Trayvon Martin Zimmerman case may impact the laws currently in place to help us protect our family and assets. We looked at the use of home security systems, anti-theft systems, the use of safes at your home or office, bank safety deposit boxes, insurance, civil asset forfeiture, and the use of trusts. Debt-Free Wealth Radio is committed to bringing you money education to help you protect your family and assets. All right, guys, I think I can wrap this up now. Thank you, Dennis. Join us next week, guys, as the topic is fasting or feasting. It's all about income security, baby. Job security is a historical concept in this era. The best job with the best candidate can still result in a pink slip. Suddenly, that family experiences an immediate big hole in their finances as they go from paycheck to zero. The entrepreneur understands the experience of fasting and feasting. Income is never really guaranteed, but the pink, never getting the pink slip is. Done smartly, entrepreneurs build a legacy and plan for the seasons. When things are slow, there is still hope for income rather than expecting zero, unless, of course, you give up on you. Join us as some entrepreneurs will share their experience of working to build a part-time or full-time income option via their involvement with a business opportunity that you too can participate in. Thank you very much for joining us on Debt-Free Wealth Radio. Thank you. <laughs>